What's going on, film family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part that's the part that everyone's going to like. You can make money with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show. What is going on, film family? It is your boy, the Prodigal One JB, back at it again with an absolutely new project. For those who don't know, we are the Film Frequency. I say we, alongside my brother, CEO Hayes, a.k.a. CJ. He is not here with me today. However, this is a new project, a solo project I am embarking on. We're going to be talking about Survivor. Season 40, Winners at War. Let's go. All right, film family. Thank you once again for joining me. So for those who don't know, we do a lot of film reviews and we've always been talking about expanding our content and doing television. And I'm a absolutely huge Survivor fan. I'm also a huge Big Brother fan. But currently at the moment, Survivor Season 40 has just started. It's winners at war, as I mentioned. They're bringing back 20 past champions all to battle it out for that one grand champion. And the season just begun tonight. Now, let me tell you, we're going to go ahead and get into all of it. But I am so excited, number one, that Survivor is back. And more importantly, I'm excited that not only is it back, but some of my favorite survivors of all time, some of my favorite castaways of all time are here. Now, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and break down the tribes, what I think is going to happen, at least early on in the game. And I'm going to give a little bit of a recap of what happened on tonight's episode, episode one. Now, there's two tribes, of course. When they first came out, you had the men in one boat. You had the woman in one boat. Immediately, I assumed it's going to be men versus women, which I did not like. I want to see a little bit of a mix-up. Of course, Jeff had them drink some champagne, do a little toast, and then the game started. He brought out the buffs. Yes, there was going to be two split-up tribes. We have the red tribe, which is called Dakal. Hope I'm not butchering the name. But on the red tribe, we have Wendell, Kim, Sophie, Nick, Sarah, Tyson, and some of my favorites, Amber, Tony, Yule, and the Survivor Queen herself, Sandra. Now, representing the Blue Tribe, which is Selly, is Natalie, Ben, Michelle, Danny, Denise, and some of my favorites, Adam, Jeremy, Ethan, my number one female Survivor player of all time, Parvati, and the Dawn of Dawns, the King. One of the main reasons why I kept watching Survivor. After I saw his emphatic win in Redemption Island, good old Boston Rob. So it's Selly, it's Dakal, red versus blue, and they did not waste any time. Jeff sprung some things that you know we've, we've never seen before. He talked about something called a fire token. It's basically going to be the currency on the island. What a fire token is, everybody has a fire token. There's one fire token per person. 
These fire tokens can be used to purchase things. There's things like rice and different types of food, alcoholic beverages such as beer and wine. There's also comfort, things like tarp. Now, in addition to that, there's actually challenge advantages. You get certain things such as uh, if you can rack up a certain amount of fire tokens, you get a challenge uh, advancement or advantage. So the fire token is going to actually be something interesting. It's going to add a different layer to the game. And of course, as we all knew before the season started, this is going to be a, another season where they've brought back Edge of Extinction. For those who don't know, Edge of Extinction is when you are voted out, you're not necessarily going home. You're going off to another island where in the past, after they have a certain amount of people, they usually do some sort of challenge to bring someone back in the game. Based on what we saw here, I'm not really sure how they're going to be doing Edge of Extinction, but I am curious to see what happens. Now, probably the biggest announcement, at least for the players, that was made, Jeff said, listen, this is season 40, the Grand Championship. We're not going to go ahead and play for the usual 1 million. No, we're going to go ahead and double that. The biggest cash prize in reality game show history. They're playing for $2 million. Of course, everybody was flabbergasted because they're used to the usual $1 million. I mean, who can't use $2 million? So that was a huge announcement that was dropped. Without any time wasted, they immediately got into the first, what I thought would be the reward challenge. Of course, it's the usual they're playing with Flint or for Flint. That's the reward. But then Jeff drops another bombshell. Not only is it a reward challenge, but it's also an immunity challenge right from the get-go. Meaning, within the first 48 hours, somebody will be gone. Luckily, whoever lost wouldn't be going to Tribal Council that evening. It would be the next day. So at least you'd have about 36 to 48 hours to get something going. Anyway, they went ahead and they did the, they did the, the challenge. It was, I mean, an epic battle in my opinion. Uh, you know, in the water, and I won't go too much into the challenges because it's kind of hard to explain the challenge without seeing it. But it was an epic challenge. At the end of the day, the Red Tribe, Dakal, won and got immunity, which absolutely broke my heart because my number one dude, Boston Rob, now they're going to tribal. And you have to think Boston Rob is going to be one of the main targets. He's an amazing player, one of the best players ever to play the game. Not to mention, his wife happens to be on the other tribe. So he automatically has a connection. Plus, he has other connections all throughout. I mean, he has connections with a lot of different people that he's paid, played with. Let's remember, this is the, I believe, fifth time Boston Rob is playing this game. So he's made connections along the way, not only in the game, but outside of the game with the survivor community as well. So I was absolutely concerned about Boston Rob and going to Tribal Council. Anyhow, they go back to their camps, and Adam and Denise, and I absolutely adore Adam. I'm, I'm a fan of Adam's. He's a super fan, and uh, his season his season was pretty good, and his win was very emotional. I remember him always talking about his mother, and you know he was in tears a lot, and it was a really cool season, but Adam makes an absolutely rookie mis- uh, mistake along with Denise, and they walk off. I believe they went to go look for the water well. However, that's a, such a rookie move. You have to understand, in the game of Survivor, paranoia is usually there. However, in this sort of game, 
with these icons and all-stars and legends playing the game, paranoia is going to be at an all-time high, like it's never been seen before. And we got that in this episode, which I'll get into in a bit later. So Adam and Denise walk off, and immediately everyone's like, well, we're all here. Where's Adam and Denise? The two things they're going to assume is, number one, they're either scheming or looking for a hidden immunity idol or both. While their intentions were good, they were looking for the water pump or the water well. Yes, they were scheming. They were forming a partnership. Not that there's anything wrong with that because that's what you need in this game, but it looked bad. In addition to that, we got, again, my favorite female survivor ever, Parvati, and my favorite male survivor ever, ever, Rob. These two, I was kind of concerned about them because there was some underlying beef there, if you want to call it beef. However, immediately, they connected. And they formed a partnership, and they formed a little bit of an alliance. It was like, you know, and they were they were kind of cute with it, you know, Rob and, and her, like, you know, Rob's basically asking her to go to their prom, and they made it, you know, into this nice little thing, and I'm absolutely happy that they're going to be looking out for each other, because they've got to be two gigantic targets. So, that is one partnership I am absolutely happy about, and hopefully they stay true to it, and uh, they don't screw each other. Now, also, we saw Yule and Sophie talking. I'm not a big fan of Sophie. However, Yule, I am a fan of Yule. Very strategic player. Very cerebral. Uh, His moves are calculated. And I'd like to think if I was ever in this sort of game, I would be a player much like Yule. Now, uh, we saw Yule and Sophie team up. And uh, this is important, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. Uh, Just going down the line of other things that happened. We got Danny in a discussion with a group of people saying, hey, listen, we need to get Boston Rob out. Boston Rob's wife is here. He's a dangerous player. And immediately I'm pissed off because I was hoping that all the old school players, particularly on this tribe, Parvati, uh, you know, Parvati, Rob, Ethan, Danny, they would all work together and kind of take out the new school. You know, I was hoping, but immediately Danny's throwing Boston Rob under the bus. She tells this to Ben, whom I don't know what Ben is doing on this particular episode. His social game is all kinds of screwed up. However, he let, she tells Ben, Danny tells Ben, they need to get Rob out. Within a few minutes, Ben is basically telling Rob what happened, what Danny said. And Rob is so savvy and so good. He said, hey, Ben, tell me, who told you that? Who said they want to get rid of me? Ben is like, oh, I can't really say, I forgot. And Rob is, you know, again, so, so sly. Oh, well, you, by you not telling me, you know, now I'm not going to be able to trust you. Within 30 seconds, maybe less than that, maybe less than that, Ben was spewing. It was Danny that said it. So Rob, again, OG of this game, he's not into that he said, she said garbage. He went directly to Danny and said, hey, listen, I'm going to ask you one time. Did you say my name that I should go home? Now, at the time, I thought Danny made a horrible move by actually saying, yes, yes, I did. I did bring your name. out. I brought other people's name out, too. But yes, I did say your name. Were it me, I would have lied through my teeth. However, she told the truth and she actually earned Boston Rob's respect. Boston Rob said, hey, you know what? I I believe that. And I can trust you now because we can move forward to this. Whether Danny stays true 
to their little alliance or not. I have no clue. Um, I don't even know if I call it an alliance at this point. However, I do have to say Boston Rob has changed in certain ways because if this was the Boston Rob of old, I strongly feel once that happened, Boston Rob would have said, okay, no problem, Danny. I trust you. And then would have left and said the number one goal right now is to get rid of Danny. That's just the type of player he was. Cole, cunning. But I don't know. And I think at this point, he knows he's a huge target and he needs as many allies as possible. So him having Parvati, him having Danny, you know, maybe that's what he's looking at. We'll have to wait and see. But, you know, there's all kinds of things going on. And at this point, you see there's a lot of scrambling going on because now there's some talks on the Red Tribe, which is the Dakal Tribe. And this thing comes up where they're talking about a poker alliance. Now, it seems uh, a couple months ago, I don't really sure what the timeline was, Tyson, Boston Rob, they were play- and also Kim, they were playing a game, a poker game. Uh, it was a poker tournament. And now everyone has the feeling that they're all working together. So that is now an issue, even though I think it's completely harmless. They, they happen to be playing poker. I don't think they're best friends or anything. But now there's a target on them. So some scrambling starts happening. You know, it's crazy because these two first two tribal councils we saw leading up to it, I don't think I've ever seen a Survivor season where usually when you get a Survivor and the game starts, there's a lot of small talk and getting to know each other and, and just, you know, hi, how are you doing? How is everything at home? These guys went straight into strategy from day one. I understand they know each other considering some of them have played with each other multiple times and have known each other for multiple years. However, there was no time for chit-chat, no time for small talk. Maybe five minutes from Parvati at the beginning about being a mom, and that's it. It was immediately strategy, scheming, strategy, scheming, and um, which I have to say I love. Um, we got a lot of scrambling. Adam and Denise found out what was going on. They found out that they were being targeted. We got scrambling. There was some scrambling between Natalie and Jeremy. Natalie and Jeremy uh, have known each other in the past and they're friends outside of the game so that was immediately brought up as well going into the first tribal the tribal with the blue team Selly, i had absolutely no idea who was going home usually the show kind of steers it into one direction where it's one of two possible people who could be going home quite frankly i had no idea i mean it could have been rob it could have been parvati it could have been you know jeremy could have been natalie could have been adam could have been denise Really, any any one of those were, were a possibility or would be viable. Personally, if I was in this game as much as I love him, Boston Rob would be my number one target because he's so dangerous in this game. I would have gone for Boston Rob. But, again, he's very smooth. So they went to the first tribal, and at the end of the day, at the end of the tribal, Natalie's the one that went home. Now, during the tribal, at one point, Jeremy and Ben started having a side conversation and Jeremy was asking like is Robin Parvati behind all this which they were Robin Parvati was behind this 100% but sometimes when we see those side conversations in the middle of tribal council it usually means that something bad is going to happen and someone's gonna get blindsided so I, I was hoping that the votes didn't get turned on Parvati or Rob thankfully Natalie got the votes she got you know, kicked off, going to ex- Edge of Extinction. Natalie's an okay player, not one of my top 10. 
So I was okay to see her go. Jeremy was completely blindsided because this is probably his closest ally. So he, you know, he was on the wrong side of the vote. And uh, Michelle also voted for Denise. She was also on the wrong side of the vote. Everybody else pretty much voted, uh, you know, the right way. They voted for Natalie to go home. And we got that. Now, a very interesting thing happened. Back to uh, the Red Tribe. Back to Dakal. We had a conversation. We saw a conversation with Yule, Wendell, Nick, and Sophie. And they were like, hey, you know what? We're sort of the, the outcast. We're the oddballs, the nerds, if you will. Why don't Since we don't have a lot of connections, why don't we join forces and have our own alliance? Number one, for this stage of the game, they would pretty much have the majority alliance. I mean, there's 10 to a tribe. There's four of them. They literally need two other people, and that's it. That's your majority. So they decided, yes, we're going to work together. And there you have it. Yule, Wendell, Nick, and Sophie, now an alliance. Now, that's going to prove to be important because at this point, they're just laying back. They're not calling any shots. They want to see what happens. Now, going back, you know, going back to Selly, the blue tribe, we had Natalie. She's at the edge of extinction. They show a menu, and on the menu, they show her that there's options to where she can, you know, earn a token. First of all, she had to give a token to one of her players. Anytime someone gets booted, they give a token to somebody, anybody in the game. It doesn't matter. She decided to give her token to Jeremy, of course. So Jeremy currently has two tokens. Now, when she was on the edge of extinction, she had a chance to find a token, which she did. And she had a chance to uh, turn in that token for an idol. The idol is good, I believe, for two tribals. And she got that idol. And along with the directions, it said that she would have to give somebody on the opposite side, on the opposite tribe, that idol. So that was yet to come to see who's going to get the tribe. Uh, excuse me, who's going to get the idol. Now, coming back on Selly, the next thing up was they had the next challenge. Again, immunity challenge. The red tribe is already up one, and they're looking to try to go up two. Again, another great challenge, and at the end of the day, Jeremy came through strong with his ring-tossing skills. Who knew? And the uh, Selly, the blue tribe, came back from f way behind, and I love seeing that type of stuff. I love seeing one tribe being way down and come back. And let me tell you, for those who, who question Boston Rob's heart and Boston Rob's skills and competitiveness, part of the challenge was you had to go from one side of a roller. It's something that's basically like a roller in the middle of the water. Jump over from one side to the next. And Boston Rob came up with the idea, hey, you know what? Everyone jump on my shoulder. I will propel you over the roller. He did it to everybody, including Jeremy who probably weighs more than he does, quite frankly, and was just throwing people over one by one, one by one. They never gave up. The Blue Tribe never gave up. They fought hard. Jeremy, again, was a boss at the ring toss, and Silly was able to come away with the victory. Now, you have the Red Tribe, Dakal, going to their first tribal council. So a lot of things went down in back of their camp. Now everybody's in scramble mode because it's crazy because... People don't, they're kind of taking a short step. They're playing hard, but not at the same time because 
Everyone is strategizing, but no one wants to give a name. Everybody is is in fear that, hey, if I give a name, that could target me. It could come around and bite me in the ass. So Sandra was her typical, listen, I don't care who goes home as long as it's not me. And Tony, Tony was, at least he was trying to act different than he was in Game Changers, where, uh, you know, they made the joke like he was on house arrest. Because from Game Changers, I mean, five minutes into the game, he was like, all right, I'll see you guys. I'm going to look for an idol. He was a little bit more laid back. Um, I do think a little bit of his fiery side came out a little bit later, but he's going to attempt to play a different game. I think eventually, after maybe an episode or two, if he's still around, he's going to go back to the Tony uh, that we know, and quite frankly, the Tony I love. Now, uh, there were talks uh, about this poker alliance that I mentioned earlier, and um, Yule, again, very strategic, sort of just planted that notion, hey, this poker alliance might be dangerous. Now, what my idea of a good survivor player or a good, uh, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Big Brother is, and the strategy that I would ever go with is I would want whatever I want to get done, I would plant a seed and not necessarily push that idea, but just plant that seed to get it in, into everybody else's head and have somebody else push the idea so there's no blood on my hands. So, Although things are getting done the way I want them to get it done, no one can ever say, oh, it was my idea. Even though it is my idea, it looks like it was somebody else's idea. You know, that's the type of game I would play. It's a very, very um, strategic thing to do, but at the same time, it's very hard to do. And Yule just said, hey, you know what? That poker line, that's something we should be looking into. And then everybody kind of got on that same board of, hey, you know what? We need to go ahead and do that. And uh, eventually, they went to the tribal council. Um, Kim was in fear. Tyson was in fear, and although Amber had nothing to do with the Poco tournament, her husband, Rob, did, and her connection made her a target as well, her connection with Rob. Um, Tyson immediately sold out everybody and said, hey, listen, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Um, and, I, you know, you can't really blame him. So uh, Tyson is, is here to play, just like they all are. They're playing for $2 million, so he was like, hey, I'll do whatever. Kim, I want to talk about Kim a little bit. First of all, and I'm sure people are going to be pissed off with me saying this, Kim is probably the most overrated big brother, or excuse me, the most overrated survivor winner of all time. I understand people say she dominated her season, but that season, One World, the cast was such trash. I mean, they were horrible. They were absolutely horrible. There was no one, you know, a great strategic player or several strategic players or great social players. Kim looked dominating. And she did dominate the season. She looked dominating because there's nobody else. I mean, they didn't have any great players that season, in my opinion, at least. Anyhow, Kim doesn't look like the same badass Kim from One World. She was, like, brought to her knees pretty much and kind of humbled. Like, hey, you know, I, I understand I, I play poker, but, that you know, she was immediately worried and pacing and not the usual calm, cool, and collected Kim that we've seen in the past. And Amber, poor Amber, had no idea what was going on. At the end of the day, they did the vote, and in my opinion, the right thing was done, although I'm totally, totally against it, and eventually, Amber was the one that got sent packing, she's the one who got a torch snuffed, she was the one who was being headed to Edge of Extinction, my dude, Boston Rob's wife, Amber. While it sucks, it is the right move for everybody else to make, Rob and Amber are a strong couple, they'll never screw each other because, obviously, they're married, so they'll never turn on each other, and... With the way this game is being played, you never know. There could be a tribe swap 
in two days and then they're on the same tribe and now that's a huge advantage so they did the right thing by sending her to the edge of extinction now i just want to go over some things real quick um i just want to talk about some people real quick some of my favorites i'm going to go through tony absolutely love tony i love him from the season he won um obviously he didn't play a good game at game changers but loved him from the season he won and uh I think if he can if he can kind of not get too crazy and too out of his head, he has a good chance of going at least far in this game. Is he going to win the game? I don't see it. However, I am rooting for him. He definitely is in my top, you know, top eight or so. Um, I originally had Amber as well in my top eight. Uh, unfortunately, with her going to Edge of Extinction, it's going to be extremely hard for her to, you know, get back into this game and win this game. But... Hopefully something happens and she's able to do it. Um, I kind of had a feeling that Amber or Rob would be a first boot. I was actually shocked that Rob was in the first boot uh, when the Blue Tribe went to Tribal Council. But unfortunately, Amber couldn't have the same luck and she, you know, she had to go. Um, but she, you know, was one of my favorites from the beginning. Another one of my favorites, Sandra, the queen of Survivor, the only two-time winner of Survivor. Uh, already the way she's playing the game is like the Sandra I know very sort of under the radar but also will speak up when needed um i i think she's going to stick around for a while but they have to know she's freaking dangerous and um i can see her being you know booted either right before the merge or right at the merge um she's just so dangerous to keep around and uh, she can make the right connections she has a good social game one or two moves and that's it and you have to think if she makes it to the final tribal council the fact that this is going to be a third time, they're going to want to award that. I mean, the good thing about this season that I feel confident about is in past seasons, sometimes you've had a very pissed off jury and in clear cut cases, someone should have won the game because they were the better better player in terms of strategy um, and overall gameplay. But because the jury was so sour, they went with somebody else. I mean, Boston, again, I, I know everyone's going to say I'm a fanboy, but I'm just going to talk real quick about All-Stars. Boston Rob and who became his wife Amber both in the tribal council uh, council Amber won that and there's been an argument that Amber's probably one of the worst survivor winners of all time and uh, as much as I love her and her connection with Boston Rob that's kind of true I mean hands down even Jeff Probst said Boston Rob absolutely owned that season and it went to the wrong person and not only that there's been you know some of the seasons Russell Hans were in where he went to the I believe Russell Hans went to the finals twice and lost both times when I believe he should have won both of those. I understand once again, he might have played dirty, but that's the game. Anyway, I do think because of the respect for Sandra, if she makes it into the tribal council, she will get the nod. And then the last person I want to talk about, who I believe currently at this moment, if I was doing a power rankings, he would be number one. Sandra would be number two. This person would be number one, and that's Yule. Yule has managed to secure an alliance a good alliance with some smart people. You have Wendell, you have Sophie, and Nick. They have basically the majority alliance. Not only that, he's playing very strategic. He's not playing with any emotion, and he's playing that sort of under the radar, but still doing what he wants to do type of game. And and that's that's the right type of game to play. So you'll definitely in my top eight or so, and uh, I think he's gonna go really far in this game. One of my picks, if I had to, you know, pick maybe three people to go to the end, he's probably one of my picks to go all the way to the end and maybe even win this thing. Now, Blue Tribe, Sally, some of the people want to talk about. Uh, number one, Ethan. So happy to see Ethan back. I mean, we haven't seen Ethan in forever. As a matter of fact, I think he's the 
longest tenured winner, meaning uh, he first won Survivor in Season 3. We're now in Season 40. And uh, for those who don't know, Ethan, uh, you know, unfortunately had cancer. He beat cancer. He's in remission. And uh, he does obviously look older. I mean, the last time we saw Ethan was years and years ago, uh, about maybe 20 years ago if that. And uh, obviously he looks older, but uh, glad to see him back. He looks like the same cool, um, you know, nice boy, nice guy, Ethan. Um, so I'm happy to see Ethan back. Definitely rooting for Ethan. Uh, also... Adam, I mentioned Adam earlier. Definitely rooting for Adam. Um, Jeremy, big fan of Jeremy. I hate that him and Boston Rob might be on different sides of the fence. However, um, I'm a huge fan of Jeremy. And uh, I definitely, um, if he plays this game right, based on what we know of Jeremy having such a huge social game, I mean, he's that type of person that you just want to have around. He's He's a good guy. You want to have him around. He's good around camp. I think that Jeremy has what it takes to go to the end of this thing. And if he does get to the end, I think he can absolutely win this game. Much like Yule, he is one of my top picks to actually go to the final tribal council and win this $2 million. And uh, the last two people I want to talk about, of course, um, you know, my two favorites, as I mentioned over and over on this podcast, Parvati. Parvati has a freaking huge target on her back. People know the way she plays. It's a different Parvati we're getting from past years. Uh, Parvati's strategy, and I believe she even said it was, she was always the flirt and, you know, you know, just kind of, you know, sexual and, and the way she was now she's married, married to John Fincher. She's, she has a child. I think she has a 10 month old child. So she's more of a mother figure than, than the old Parvati. So she, she's trying to play a different type of way, which I respect, but at the end of the day, she has a huge target on her. And then of course, the person who I would love for to win this game is Boston Rob, of course, uh, you know, who I feel is one of the GOATs. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Again, Rob, Ethan, and Parvati, uh, I believe, and also Danny, they're going to try to uh, have some sort of alliance. I just really hope Danny doesn't screw Rob out of th- this, and I hope Rob is making the right decision in trusting her. But um, that's pretty much it. Again, if I have to do a power rankings on this particular episode, top three power rankings, that's probably something I'm going to be doing every week. The power rankings, I'd have to say uh, number three. It's, uh, I'm going to go number three. Uh, Let's see. We'll go with, um, let's see, let's see. We're going to, I'm going to go with actually, and I know people are going to be like, I'm nuts for this, but I'm going to go with Rob as number three. I understand he lost his biggest ally, although she's not on the same tribe in his wife. But I think with Amber gone, that makes the target just a tad smaller on Boston Rob because now... Although he has connections with other people, his wife is gone. He's still going to be a target, but I think it just kind of goes down one level with his wife being gone. Not only that, we don't know what Amber's going to be doing in Edge of Extinction. We don't know what sort of power she's going to get, what sort of advantages she's going to get. And you have to believe when she does get it, she's obviously going to give it to Boston Rob. And, uh, you know, obviously if Boston Rob has an advantage, that's a problem for everybody else because... With or without an advantage, he's a great player. So, uh, I, yeah, I think I, th- I like his spot right now. Uh, he has a, he has this good alliance going with the old schoolers. So, yeah, he'd definitely be in the number three position. The uh, number two position uh, for me is Sandra. Again, no, she's somebody that they should be looking to get out first. Um, Amber and her, he, two huge threats. And uh, no one has even mentioned really Sandra's name. I mean, it might have been said once or twice, but nothing serious or concrete, and uh, she's going to just kind of fly through, and if they allow her to do that, she's going to get dangerous, but at this point, 
She's playing a good game, good social game, and now she has that hidden immunity idol that she can use in the next two tribals. So, and you know she's going to use it the right way uh, to benefit her and anyone she works with. So, I have her in the number two position, and the number one player right now, the MVP of the week for me is Yule. Yule has managed to get himself in a good, good position. Um, again, playing very strategic and sly, as I mentioned several times, and he's in a majority alliance. And it's not just an alliance with a bunch of dummies. I mean, he's playing with some really smart people here. Not people that, that I would necessarily care for in terms of people like Sophie and Nick. Um, but he does have Sophie and Nick with him and also Wendell. So I think they make a formidable alliance. So we'll see what we get with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the episode. Uh, they showed some some highlights for, for the following weekend. Woo! Rob is absolutely freaking pissed. Rob finds out that his wife Amber has been sent to the edge of extinction and immediately he has his eyes on Sandra. He has his eyes on Sandra and saying, you know what, Sandra had something to do with this. She's the reason why Amber's gone. And the truth of the matter is, Sandra probably did have some sort of thing to do with it because Sandra was salty. I mean, we saw in the last season of Survivor, uh, you know, we had Sandra and we had Rob come back. Not as players, but as mentors. And Island of the Idols, they were the idols. And according to Sandra, she asked Rob, uh, you know, about coming back. And Rob specifically said, I would never come back. I would never do another season. All the while knowing he was coming back. Now, Sandra was pissed off when she saw Rob because she's like, hey, we were on this island together for 30-odd days. And he never he never told me he was coming back. Sandra has to keep a couple days. Now, I don't know if that was done for show or what, but she has to also understand we don't know CBS what they have in their contracts. I mean, Sandra should understand she has the same freaking contract. I'm not, I don't know if you're supposed to say or not if you're going on the show. I'm sure they have some sort of you know gag clause, but it, even if they didn't, who the fuck is she? Rob doesn't have to tell her if she's go, if he's going or not. I mean, that's that's not her concern. I understand they're friends, but you know, again, at the end of the day, it's a game. So if she is truly pissed off, I think that's so stupid. Um, nevertheless, she's still the queen and I still respect her and we'll still see what kind of gameplay we have. But, um, other than that, that's going to do it up. Um, I just want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think? Who, who played the best game? Who was the MVP this week? Who are some of your favorites? Just go ahead and let me know. Uh, let me know what you think about this episode. Uh, I'm going to try to be getting, um, you know, these episodes closer to about the 15 to 20 minute mark. This one went on longer, obviously, because we had a two hour premiere and I wanted to give my thoughts on some of the different, uh, castmates and and you know um, some of my top players so it did go on a little bit long but uh, in the future episodes to come you're gonna get a little bit of a shorter uh, episode so anyway let me know what you guys think thank you so much for listening uh, I can be reached on Twitter at the p1jb that's at t-h-e-p1jb you can also reach my brother CEO Hayes at CEO Hayes on Twitter also find us on Facebook the film frequency podcast um, you can find our discussion group amazing discussion where we discuss all things related to film and we're going to have you know as you can see right now we're going to have more and more talks about television in there as well but uh just go ahead and search the film frequency and go ahead and join the film family join the family join the discussion a lot of great things going on there want to always thank you all for your love and support my name is jb have a good one